Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. We are still going through this mini-series of eight, talking about the seven strategies that you need to keep in mind and execute if you're going through a reorganization in your company due to an impact in the business in some capacity. Maybe there's a downturn in the economy, something's going on. I know obviously right now we're dealing with a pandemic. That's a great reason, right? Um, And so if you're facing that in any capacity, these are the seven strategies that you should apply. Now I took these again from the Harvard Business Review article. It was written, mm, let me see, earlier this year, it was end of August. And it was written by Peter Bukas. And so he and his team, there's a couple of people who wrote this, um, he and the team came together and wrote out the seven strategies. And so I'm sharing those with you. And I'm also sharing with you some insight and some information that I have, obviously from the experiences that I have lived through, through restructure. Let's see, I have gone through two, three, five. I think I've gone through five different restructures throughout my corporate career. Um, I would say at least five. So they were pretty normal. In, in the corporate world, they just make sense to do that uh, based on the changes in the business. But if this is the first time going through it, these seven strategies are gonna help you move through them in a way in which will sustain your business, help you keep your talent, keep the loyalty of your people, and, and really try to do the best by your team, okay? So this is the next strategy in line, it's strategy number six, and we're talking about communication. Now. We've already talked about communication relative to the communication of your leaders. Remember, we talked about the fact that we need to bring our leaders into the fold and have them participate in what we're going through, right? Provide insight and have a little freedom within the framework. Well, here in this instance, we're talking about communication throughout the organization. Now, one of the interesting things that uh, Peter and team talked about is the fact that most communication throughout your business should happen face-to-face. And you know, we've talked about that in previous episodes. I would absolutely agree with that. The best thing that you can do is communicate with someone face-to-face or at least on video camera so they can hear your inflection, see your face, understand your body language, and really seek to understand your intent and your true message behind the words, right? The message actually isn't in the words, so to speak. It's also in the way in which you speak them, the way you carry yourself. All of those things matter, right? But the interesting thing that this article said was that, yes, face-to-face communication is best, except in a reorg. Funnily enough, I mean, funny enough, right? It was just pretty interesting that they said the desire to have speed and access to communication and and have up-to-date information was so high in the studies that they had done that people actually preferred email communication because it would just get to them faster, right? Think about if you have... I don't know, 500 plus people on your, in your company. That's gonna take a long time to get 500 people organized and ready to hear a message. But if you send one email, you've told 500 people at the same pace that you could have told one. And we know that, right? So that's the key thing to keep in mind is that the pace of communication, it, it just, it matters here. It matters because you should put yourself in their shoes and feel the fear and the pain and the worry and understand that they want to have peace of mind as quickly as possible. And peace of mind may not mean that they get to keep their job. 
It just simply means that they understand what's going to happen so they can react and get past it and get over it. You know, the fear and the worry that people experience is the worst part, typically, of a reorganization because they don't know what's going to happen to them. And I can tell you that, again, in my past life, in my corporate life, the way that we would do reorgs is, you know, we would sit down and we would assess the lowest level and then the mid-level and then the, the next mid-level and then it would finally get to us. And so we'd already done all the assessing and we'd already provided all the input and recommendations. We were the, you know, depending upon the level I was at at the time, we would be the last person to be assessed because we had to do all the other work first. So it was pretty bad in a way being the top leader because you you had to go through all the work of, of talking about the talent and helping other people understand where they're going to land and yet you still didn't know but you know what that's the responsibility of a leader and and that's just part of the game but at the end of the day what i would tell you is we work diligently to help everybody understand at every level what was going to happen to them when it was going to happen where we were in the process it was critically important to be respectful and that's what you would want right as you move through this, your focus right now primarily is probably going to be on your business and salvaging your business. But you can't just be completely business focused. You have to be people focused too. They go hand in hand. Right? Remember, we keep talking about the fact that if you take care of your talent, your talent is what's going to help turn your business around and get it back into, you know, a positive place relative to profit, right? I mean, you've got to move to that positive place. You've got to move out of the deficit into the overage. And your talent is going to help you overcome that. But they won't if you keep them in the dark to the last minute. They're going to lose trust in you. They're going to start looking for other jobs the longer you take to communicate with them. And they may very well go find something. And it could have been your best person that you were never going to cut. You were never going to let them go. But you didn't handle the communication effectively. And that's what becomes very dangerous. You cannot isolate yourself and not share information, and nor can you assume that the information shouldn't be shared until you have all of the answers. No one on your team is going to expect you to have all of the answers. They simply want to understand the answers you do have. Okay? At the same time, don't go make false promises. Don't do the nevers and always. Don't use those words, please. Never will we cut your job, or you will always have a job with us. Don't use either of those two words. You can't ever make those promises, okay? So be very careful in the way you communicate, but communicate nonetheless, okay? Talk to your employees. Tell them what's going on. Tell them why. And then, you know, have the, the people that are close to those employees speak to them. Have those one-on-one -on -one conversations with those trusted leaders. You can get out there and share emails and have conversations, and you should, but, and, and people trust you as the senior leader and business owner, right? But at the same time, they have a more trusting relationship with their direct supervisor. So make sure that those conversations are happening as well, okay? And again, that's why you bring your leaders into the fold and help them understand what's happening so they can have that level of communication with the total team. Then you have a higher chance of rebounding and coming back and, and having things handled. I can tell you that, again, in my past life, I've seen it happen both ways. I've seen restructures happen and there's all these rumblings and it'll rumble for a couple of months. And by the end of the couple of months, everyone is so distracted by the possibility of something happening or they heard this or they heard that, that no work is getting done. No one is doing anything but gossiping and worrying about what's going to happen.
If you want your company to be productive, you have to have people actually doing the work. Well, how do you have them doing the work? You keep them focused on the work by giving them peace of mind. That doesn't mean lying to them, and it doesn't mean making promises that you can't keep. It just simply means being honest in your communication, and that's where you want to be. So that is strategy number six here in this episode of a total of eight, okay? Strategy number six, communicate quickly, respectfully, and put yourself in their shoes and think about what you would want to hear and when you want to hear it, and that's what you want to strive for. If you're not going through the reorganization right now, no worries, that's, that's awesome. If you are, you can get through it. But if you're not, my challenge to you is all the same. How do you create a practice and a process around effective communication, timely communication, transparent communication, so that if and when you do get into this reorg need, potentially, if ever, in your business, you already have a process that you follow. You already communicate effectively with your employees. And so this is no different. How do you create that? Go and be legendary.